Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural episode of Topic Thunder. I'm your host today, Dylan Huntzinger of Thunder Chats, and I am joined from the great state of Nebraska, Matthew Mullins of Stat Chasers. Matthew, what's up, brother? Hey, not a whole lot, man. I'm really excited to get this thing rolling. Should be a, should be a fun year. All right. Also, I'm joined by Sir Stephen Dolan of Thunder's Intentions and in the city of Seattle. Stephen, how's it going, man? I'm so happy to be here. All right. <laughs> and that, that sneaker you hear in the background is none other than the boss, Alex oh, Roig, gosh. in uh, the great state of Oklahoma. Alex, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. And right across the table from him in the same state of Oklahoma, because they're in the same room, is Anthony Montero. Anthony, what's up, brother? What's good? Excited to be doing this podcast. All right, guys. So we are all five of the best talking heads in thunder media so we just decided to be like the avengers and assemble for uh you know a podcast called topic thunder so i'm just going to briefly explain this topic thunder loosely based off of the movie tropic thunder if you haven't seen it highly recommend you doing that um and also we you know mix in thunder basketball so you're going to hear a lot <laughs> of quotes um that doesn't make a lot of sense but just just attribute it to the movie all right and, you know, you can listen to it just to double check on us. But that's all I got to say, guys. Y'all ready to dive in? Let's dive in. Yeah, that's in. great. Let's if we it. say something dumb, just take, just chalk it up to the movie. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That, that's a good cover. All right, guys. So uh, training camp started this week. And uh, the first order of business in our Google Doc, Stephen Adams running around like a big goofball. Stephen, did you end can- this? <laughs> did you see him? He just was like running laps around the court. <laughs> no, I did. I did. True Stephen Adams. I did see that. That was that was awesome. That was he just he just running around like during 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 media day. He just said that he's an awkward guy, and I'm pretty sure you can just chalk this up to his New Zealand awkwardness um, of him just running around like a crazy guy. What I'm what I'm waiting for is for him to show up to practice one day, just bust out the haka. Uh-huh. Right, like right before practice, he really needs another New Zealand guy on the team. <laughs> I really don't see why we don't do the haka before each game. Can you imagine Russell Westbrook doing that? Ooh, oh, that man! Gosh. That man's face, his growl is made for the haka. It is. He would intimidate the but, crap out of everybody else. But can you imagine Alex Abrinas doing the haka? Is the question. No, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can put All him right. in the back. Yeah, I know. We'll put him like in the second row <laughs> to where nobody sees him except for the bat, the people, the people watching from the back. Um, so one thing that I did notice, I don't know if uh, if you guys have kind of seen on Twitter, is uh, 
you know, everybody after practice, they kind of show all the people shooting, you know, shows, especially the wings. You know, you always want to see the wings. Sometimes you catch the centers all shooting threes, and it looks hilarious. Uh, but really want to focus on the wings. And so one thing that I have been noticing is that Andre Robertson has been hitting some of his corner threes with regularity during this practice time. Of course, mm-hmm. practice versus game, completely different scenarios, completely different environments. Um, and Dre is one of those people that's very much about confidence. And so in practice, when nothing's on the line, he's swishing them. He's looking great. Um, when it comes to game time, we'll see if that, you know, if that happens to be anything. But his shot does look different. It does look improved. And as we kind of heard this summer, he has been working with a certain somebody, a certain lethal shooter, a shooting coach, uh, something that yes, Steven yeah, something that Steven brought up uh, famously in one of his articles. And it, it looks good. So hopefully – yeah, famously. Yeah, he made, he made Bleacher Report. So, um, But hopefully this is something that carries over into the rest of the season. Uh, and once he comes back, he can become more of a, of a threat. Not necessarily uh, – he's never going to be Trevor Ariza. He's never going to be somebody that's going to be, oh, just stick him in the corner. He's going to hit 38%. But if he can get that baby up to about 32 33%, make it respectable, and maybe even on the free throw line make it a little bit more respectable there – he becomes that much more of a threat um, throughout the court, not just on one end of it, on a defensive end. Yeah, and my hope, as I said in that article, was just that he would improve his free throw shooting to where he could stay on the court between eight minutes to two minutes in the fourth quarter, right? But, yeah, I mean, we the videos are of him knocking down corner threes, and he's not getting a lot of lift, but mm-hmm. he never really did. So... I mean, Dylan, you thought the you thought the arc looked different, right? Well, it, it's not, and you know, the arc did look different, but uh, it actually came out today. Um, uh, uh, Brady Transom of uh, the franchise, uh, he, he's been putting out practice or like training camp reports, and he said that um, or Billy Donovan was quoted in saying that you know he's not able to get a lot of lift in his shots. He's not really able to jump at this point. So if you're watching the video and you see. You know, he's not getting a lot of arc in the shots. He can't jump with his shot. That's just his straight-up release, which that in and of itself is super impressive because Dre's release has been crap, <laughs> like, in the past few seasons. Mm. So yeah, he does, He's had, like, know, a nasty hitch. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, not, not to quote something besides Tropic Thunder, but, like, this isn't even his final form. Like, you know, we haven't seen his full, new and improved jump <laughs> shot because he can't jump yet. So... Uh, I mean, that's got to get you excited. I, I have I have noticed. So whenever I have watched those those clips, everybody is kind of in motion. Everybody's doing it as their natural motion. And with him, it kind of does worry me that he still looks like he's not 100% trusting that knee. Um, and, you know, his his timeline of saying, hey, by by December, I should be – I'm trying to be myself. Uh, it just I, – I don't know. It just didn't look like he's – necessarily shifting to the left or to the right, whatever direction he was going in to kind of step into that shot. It just seemed like he was very ginger on it. So I hope that, I hope maybe that's, maybe that's just him trying to, maybe that's the form. Maybe that's his new form that he's doing. He looks like, you know, a a, a drunken dribbler out there trying to shoot a shot. So we'll see. What is Corey Corey Brewer back on the same time? (laughs) I mean, yeah, he, I mean, I've, I don't know, but I've had a knee surgery and I, I think that 
it does take time to get to trust it. And I think there's a benefit, uh, the obvious benefit to Robertson of not rushing back, but I think there's a benefit to the team, Mm -hmm. right, of him actually missing some time. It might cost us some games, but we're going to really find out some things about these young guys that we've seen. So, so Stephen, what type of surgery did you have? I, I had my ACL done. Nothing, nothing, nothing involving a, a tendon, which is is uh-huh. worse. But you know, so they're kind of the same process of getting back and and trusting. So, so did you come back and were were you were you, so did you play sports? Is yeah, that... well, I so I I did mine three months before uh, my senior season of basketball and rehabbed it in three months and wasn't myself but you know mm. not gonna miss the last season so oh, wow but yeah it's a it's a matter of trust and and he he looks like he doesn't fully trust it yet but i'm just excited to see the young guys and what they can become with the extra minutes they'll get to play oh definitely. how much of a of a difference is it between being back physically and being back mentally from an from an injury like that because a lot of a lot of a lot of his game is mental yeah, I I would think that um, I can't really put myself into his mindset in that way because he has so much more to lose <laughs> from having another injury than I did. My mindset when I came back from my ACL was just, you know, I'm going to play, and if I tear it again, I I didn't lose anything mm. that I wouldn't have lost already. If he If he ruptures his tendon again like it could affect his future earnings so he's probably more hesitant and i think he should be and the thunder have more to lose also yeah no definitely man three months coming back from a torn acl dude are you freaking kidding me who cleared you to play hey i made it through the whole season you hit that rehab hard man you, we did, thought it was impressive Westbrook playing with a dent in his face and a mask on after, <laughs> like after missing one game but you came back after three months, you 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 had the surgeon. You had to have forged that medical release form. <laughs> I mean, it's just three months. That just sounds like you know you have these prime time athletes that it takes them an entire year to come back from a torn ACL. You're back on the court in three months. Were, were, did you play a lot? Yeah, I mean, but I, like I said, I lost a step, and it wasn't. I'm a one footed left left legged jumper, and it was my right leg. So, oh, okay. Didn't affect you. If that only much. you and Tyson Chandler had the same doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'd right, have man. a ring. Let's not All bring right, that hey. back. Yeah. Talk a little bit about injury, though, guys. Um, so obviously, Dre's coming back from injury, but Russ also uh, went in and got some work done on his knee over the offseason. Um, there's a possibility he, he'll make it back um, towards the end of the preseason, beginning of the regular season, but obviously, they're both missing from training camp uh, on the physical uh, on the physical side um but it has been talked about um that they are big parts of the mental aspect they're big parts of the mentoring of the younger guys um why don't you go and talk about that a little bit alex well yeah it's just you know one of the big things that one of the big things heading into the season has been the the leadership aspect of the team who's going to take that over now that nick collison is gone is it going to be you know, it's going to be Westbrook. Is he ready to step into that role? Or is it going to be maybe somebody like Raymond Felton who has, you know, has been in the league 14, 15 years? And it, it does seem like Westbrook, one of the big things that I'm hearing out of training camp and, and from, from the guys that are new on the team, not necessarily the rookies, but some of the guys that are new on the team, is that 
you know, Westbrook has taken this role very seriously, like he always has. Like the thing, if, if you've been around his team, you know that um, Westbrook is the leader. Um, he just leads in a different way than maybe a LeBron or a, a Steph Curry type or something like that. He leads his own way, and his team, his team goes ahead and kind of, you know, heeds to his leadership. Um, and so with them not being out there on the floor, you know, it's it's still been something to where they hear and they listen to what he's talking about. Um, you know, through throughout training camp, he doesn't have to be on the floor to to affect maybe some of the parts of training camp. So, yeah, it does seem like he's taking that mantle and running with it. Yeah, for sure, man. And I, uh, you know, the the report I saw is just you know, any, any chance they got, um, any t- any breakage in play, you know, Dre or Russ was you know in the ear of their teammates, you know, giving them advice, telling them what they would do in that situation. And uh, I mean, that that's huge. You know, obviously Russ has been a leader, but for Dre to kind of you know. Being the defensive leader, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak, yeah. um, stepping in and doing that, uh, just huge for the team. Yeah, it, it does sound like Dre has been doing that also. So, um, you know, that's awesome. That's that's awesome. I, I'm glad. You know, he's he he's he's a lot of the the defense when he's out there. Um, and you know, if he if he sees different things, I'm pretty sure he's telling the young guys what which angles they should take and what what moves they should do to to kind of get themselves in the best position possible defensively and the big thing is too um paul george has come out and and said hey you know it's on me now to take more of a leadership role on this team because i'm here now like Mm -hmm. this is home i'm proud to wear this jersey which made me tear up a little bit um (laughs) just hearing him say that but that's my quarterback that's that's my quarterback (laughs) um we talk about the infusion of youth that we have on this team. But this is also really the first time our franchise has been able to take a deep breath. We know where we're going. We, we know where we're going to be two, three years from now and who's going to be the core of that team um, at that time. So we don't have to try to rush things. It can be more organic. And PG doesn't have to answer all those questions about be next summer. You, you go into Los Angeles, what's going on? Yeah, he gets to actually take more ownership of that leadership role, and he really hasn't been able to be in that that type of a role for the last two seasons. Um, and now that he's in his in his prime, that that's good. That's good on him, and it's good that he recognizes that. And I I think there's there's nobody like Mello, for instance. I'm not trying to throw Mello under the bus, but Mello is such a large personality you in can. that locker room here. <laughs> yeah, but that's not my style. Um, <laughs> But he drew so much attention in that locker room, and now it's going to gravitate towards two guys, and those two guys are on the same page. So that that's just going to be united front. So yeah, well, yeah, and that's sure. something I wrote about recently. That's something I wrote about recently. That it's really nice to just hear them talking about exclusively basketball. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, well, I was going to mention. You know, PG mentioned it during his. Uh, media day presser that you know for the first time in about two and a half years um he is able to just worry about basketball and play basketball not have to worry about where he's going to play what his decision you know he's got that four-year contract so it's just basketball for the next two three years three four years yeah and talking uh talking a little bit about paul um he uh he was actually interviewed uh, Wednesday that he did his interview. Oh no, no, it was Thursday. Sorry, um, but he 
he spent a majority of his time not only talking about, you know, what it meant to be a part of the Thunder organization, how this was home, and all that stuff that, you know, makes us swell up a little bit. Um, but he talked specifically about, you know, the rookie coming into the team, Amadou Diallo out of Kentucky. Shout out BBN. Um, but he talked talked about how he had star potential, how sky was the limit for this guy and how he has really taken him under his wing. Um, what, what do you guys think that means for homie's future? What's BBN? Big blue nation, man. Come on now. <laughs> Got Thunder, Thunder blue. <laughs> I mean, Hey, Hey, hey they, they might as well <laughs> meld together. We got three Kentucky guys on our team. Patrick Patterson, Nerlens Noel, and Hamadou. So might as well meld together. And Nazir Muhammad in front office, man. There you Come go. There you go. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's big. I think um I don't I don't know if Russ said too much about Terrence Ferguson last year, um, at the beginning of the season. Um I think he did. I, I think he did, and I think I think he sees a lot of the same characteristics in and Diallo. I mean, the guy. It's basically they have two of the same players in Ferguson and Diallo. You have very athletic, um, may be able to shoot the three. I, I think Ferguson is more of a shooter than Diallo is, uh, but you know, it the difference isn't that big between the two. Um, and so I, I think you know, this is another guy that can come in and be just a, another wing option for this team and be somebody that can you you can stick out there and hopefully develop and get to a point maybe either later in the year or maybe in, in the coming up seasons to where he becomes a, a viable basketball player. All right. And, you know, we talked about BBN a little bit. And we got to mention Nervous Noel, man. You know, he's a new guy. He's the guy that everybody's looking at. When the first pictures was released of training camp on Tuesday, uh, uh, you know, the guys in gear, the only thing I could think about with Nervous Noel is he low-key looks like Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. What's that about, <laughs> I had no idea who the heck Jack Skellington was till you just said that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I've never He's seen that movie in my life. Fingers and everything. I've never seen that movie in my life. I tell you what, when All I heard right. him speak at uh, during media day, in my head, I pictured like Snoop Dogg up there talking about how he was excited to play with the Thunder. It was just very like, very low key, like. California style vibe, and then somebody told me from his Boston, and I was like, "That guy? Yeah. No." Yeah, no, he, he did. He did sound like if I were to close my eyes and just listen to to Nerland's talk, it just sounds like he's up there just just smoking something with Snoop and just having a good time. <laughs> well, Stephen did say, you know, or Stephen thought he heard somebody say, "You know, Nerland's is really high." Yeah, that that was funny. <laughs> that was a funny part of the media day. Um, and apparently, I mean, apparently, I guess he he did have a little bit of an issue with uh, with some wacky tobacco there on years past. Yeah. But you know, pre- I'm pretty sure he's gotten past that. So, well, now I, I do want to go back to to Diallo. Now we do have a Twitter question um, from at Push Muncher. That's that's a strange name, but okay, at <laughs> at Push Muncher. He seems to be a big Diallo fan, though. Um, and yeah, so, that's my guy. yeah, okay. So he he did. So the question he he asked was, will Hamadou Diallo play a role on the team this year? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I I I don't think he's gonna play that big a role just because we have so many wing options. Um, but you know the way everybody's kind of talking about him, it does seem like it could be something a lot like Terrence Ferguson last year, where maybe he gets 
a couple minutes here and there. Uh, he gets more minutes than what we thought maybe he would get, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I think, you know, if there's one thing we've learned in the past three years with Billy Donovan as head coach is we don't know what Billy Donovan's going to do with this lineup. No. Um, you know, obviously he's got a lot of toys there this year with Hami, Ferg, Abrinas, and now TLC, and even Abdel Nader, who will seem to get in a big media push uh, mm-hmm. during media day. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but, no, I, I think all four of those guys right now in terms of the rotation are ahead of Hami, but – do I believe Hamadou Diallo can, you know, work his way up into that role? Absolutely, because you touched on it a little bit earlier. Hami and Ferguson kind of have a lot of the same traits. Like, they're essentially the same player. Mm-hmm. Um, one might even say Hamadou is a better athlete than Ferguson. Um, might even have better defensive potential. Obviously, Ferguson's got the jump shot on him right now, but, you know, you can't teach athleticism. You can teach a jump shot. So, uh, I don't know about this year, but I definitely think, you know, Hami's going to overtake that spot from Ferg. Um, that, that's that, that's my prediction there anyways. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the future is bright for him. I just don't know about this season. Well, and it's, I mean, it's awesome that we have all these athletes and that, and that we got Nerlens because of the things that the team has, has been accentuating in terms of strategy during these interviews which are, you know, pace. They've been talking all mm-hmm. the time about trying to play fast, and they've been talking about defense constantly, even going so far as to say that Dennis Schroeder, who we may occasionally call on this podcast the Shredder, uh, is, can be a elite defender. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you've heard, you heard Steven Adams during Media Day again talk about how he's excited to play with pace, um, and he's kind of like one of those big centers that can that mm-hmm. – run the floor with you and, and be the guy that you alley up to alley up to along with Nerlens, uh, you know, Patrick Patterson coming out on the wing. So I think the pace also will help the spacing issue. Yeah. Um, along with these guys actually knocking down threes and then their defensive focus. If we can get these guys locked in, you're looking at, you know, sometimes a lineup of, you know, six, four, six, eight, six, six, you know, seven foot, six, eleven guys out here um basically ready to guard at all times and can and can get up and run yeah and another thing yeah, that and playing good defense helps you get out in that transition too definitely another good thing another thing that i want to bring up when it comes to diallo and, and his playing time with so many wings there's a potential that come february you know we might not have one or two of them you know, it could be a situation where we trade a couple of them for a piece that, that maybe is, is more in the now than a future piece. And so you, maybe you trade a, a Ferguson and an Abrinas or you trade a Ferguson and a, a TLC uh, because you've seen what Hamadou can do, because you've seen what, I don't know, Deontay Burton can do or, you know, anything like that. And so, it, you know, with so many wings, eventually one of them has to be moved or a couple of them have to be moved. Um, so that's something that we may see, you know, early on, you know, as early as February. Uh, so Hami may play because of that reason. I, I will say this, you know, ideally this year is going to be different than last year in the case that um, the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs when we play them, ideally our starters aren't going to be playing in the fourth quarter. And in that in that scenario, then, you know, obviously Hami would get a little more playing time that way. So, if we play the way we're supposed to play, Hami's going to get plenty of time on the floor. Hopefully. 
All right, so that covers everything from training camp, uh, which, you know, still going on today. They went back in, they did some shots uh, on the basketball court. Uh, that came out so wrong. Like a shot, um, shot, 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 tomorrow, shot, shot. <laughs> everybody. Tomorrow, there's actually. I heard they were really high on Steven Adams, too. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Getting down. high, taking shots. <laughs> I'm not gonna live that one down. No, you're not, uh, and, it, and it's it's gonna stay on the so podcast. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right, there we go. I appreciate that. All right. Um, so tomorrow on Sunday, the blue and white scrimmage, uh, which is the inner squad scrimmage, obviously, and our own Alex Roy is gonna be there. Alex, you lucky son of a gun. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very lucky. I'm, I'm actually. This is my first one that I'm attending. I've been a season ticket holder the whole time that that the Thunder have been in Oklahoma City. Uh, but this is the first blue and white scrimmage that I'm attending because I've honestly never asked to attend one of those things because they're always at a high school. You know, they're always at a high school and they usually just invite the students of that high school, maybe their parents. And that's about it. And usually, I mean, when you think about a high school gym, it's not going to hold any more than a couple thousand people at the most. Um, so I've never necessarily my, my dog. My dog doesn't like that. He couldn't go to the uh, to the blue and white scrimmage these past years either. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be at the peak this year. And so I called my ticket rep and I was like, Hey, you know, is this, is this a free event? Is this an event that anybody can go to? And he was like, Oh, well, it's, it's just for the people that are involved in the partnership with OU medical center. But let me look and see if, uh, if I can get you something and lo and behold, you know, a couple of days later, he got me three tickets to go to that. So I'm very excited to go to that. And I mean, the reason I, I the reason I like to go to those things is to see, the lineup combinations that they use. Uh, two years ago, they they were using DeMontis Sabonis, who was a rookie at that time, with the starters. And so eventually, you know, as the season kind of started up, DeMontis Sabonis was in the starting lineup with, you know, with Russ and Victor Oladipo and uh, Robertson and Steven Adams. So it could be something that shows you maybe who the starting two guard is going to be. We know it's not going to be Robertson at the beginning of the season. Uh, so maybe if they pair... Steven Adams, Paul George, and let's say Timothy Luawu Caparo, then maybe that's a, a sign that maybe they're thinking that TLC is going to be the starter. Or if they put Jeremy Grant out there with Adams and with PG, maybe that's a sign that, hey, Jeremy Grant's going to start. I don't think so. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be Patrick Patterson. But you never know. You never know what Billy Donovan's thinking. So it is something. It, 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 it could be something. It couldn't be. You know, it could, it could be nothing as far as glimpsing into the future. So. That's why I really want to see and, and see who, who plays out there. Yeah, and it's really cool that, that they're doing it in the peak this year, and I think it's kind of a continuation of the, the way that their kind of public persona has evolved mm-hmm. with all the things they did for Paul George and um, the way they've, they've been more I don't, showman-like, basically, right? They're taking yeah. it out of the high school gym and they're putting it in the peak. And it could just be a one-year thing. I mean, it could literally just be, you know, because they partnered up with OU Medical Center, and it, and it was it was a big deal for them. Um, maybe mm-hmm. next year it's back at another gym, back at another high school gym. So, but hey, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take advantage of this one because it's at the peak and eighteen thousand seats. You're not gonna find that in a in a high school gym anywhere. Eighteen thousand two hundred and three. There you go. Oh, he's got that down pat. Money there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, um, it's time to move on to our next segment in which we look at our next week's forecast. 
so basically the forecast is going to be, you know, you see your five-day forecast for weather, um, in which you see what the weather's going to be in the future. We're talking about Thunder games in our forecast. So we're talking about Thunder games of the future. We've got four preseason games coming up, and we're going to start with our boy Steve on the Detroit Pistons game. Go ahead, Steve. Did anyone else forget Blake Griffin was on this team? I did. <laughs> I completely did. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I got to I, I got to thinking about presenting this game, and I was thinking like, ah, we got Reggie Jackson, we got Andre Drummond, and then I I got like halfway through it, and then I was like, oh, oh, wait, they got a new player halfway through last season. He uh, still could so get yeah. injured between now and then, though, so maybe not. <laughs> Any him or Reggie? Uh, Reggie actually is is just returning from that ankle injury that he had for most of last season. Uh, he returned to full contact practice a few days ago, and if he plays in this game, he's going to be under a minute's restriction. That was a nasty ankle injury. It was a bad one. Yeah, like literally. My main interest in this game, honestly, is Reggie versus Schroeder. Ooh. What? And, uh, Reggie versus so Schroeder. That's nice. The, the other changes they went through are that they replaced Stan Van Gundy with Dwayne Casey. Uh, they were 39 and 43 last year with a lot of players missing a lot of games. I, I, I think probably everybody expects them to make the playoffs in the East this year. But yeah, the Reggie versus Schroeder thing, com- considering that they're playing, that Schroeder's going to play a similar role mm-hmm. to what Reggie played for the Thunder, I think is going to be the most interesting thing from Thunder fans' perspective. You know what? I, I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about that as far as being like. You know, Schroeder's going to be our Reggie Jackson. You know, we're looking for him to be a better version probably of Reggie Jackson than when Reggie Jackson was here. So that is interesting to hear to hear that narrative, that side of it, as far as Reggie versus Schroeder um, and just see how Schroeder performs and how maybe that plays itself out in the season. Like, you know, is, is he a six-man candidate? Is he, you know, how long is Russell Westbrook going to be out? How does he do with the starters? So that's a that's that's a good narrative. It's a good storyline right there. Well, I, th- I think the difference between the two is that Schroeder's coming in wanting to play the role that the team wants him to play, mm. and Reggie Jackson went into that final season being like, nah, "PSG, I'm not PSG on my shoes. I'm not really feeling that." Yeah. Oh, I know. SPG. Oh, that that, that one too. Yeah. <laughs> P- PSG ain't that like a PSG that like a, is the team a that soccer team. Soccer it's a soccer team that got Saint Germain. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he likes soccer. He seems like that kind of oh, dude. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Turning the, uh, I think we've talked way too much about Reggie Jackson. So let's, uh, let's turn the page on to the next team, uh, uh, which is Minnesota Timberwolves. And uh, Maddie Moles is going to bring us that one. Yeah, so the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, they've had a pretty quiet offseason. Um, not much has <laughs> happened. Um, not a lot. North. Uh, except for their best player wanting to get the heck out uh, as soon as possible, um, and potentially their coach as well. Um, there are rumors going around that Tibbs was in a power struggle with the uh, organization over this whole situation. Um, and one he's of the he's doing rumors, his best to get fired. I mean, he's done that everywhere he's gone, right? So <laughs> not not too big of a deal. Um, if you want to. If you want to get fired as a coach, just play all your starters 40-plus minutes a game, and, and that's, you know, you're well on your way. Um, so, yeah, I 
I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know who's going to be traded alongside Jimmy Butler uh, in a potential deal. Uh, the the latest rumor is that the Houston Rockets have it on the one yard line, and they're just ready to punch it in. But we've we've been there before, right? We saw this with Carmelo Anthony last year. Uh, and one of the funniest things I've seen lately was on Twitter. People have posted J.J. Watt in the Wildcat uh, trying to punch it in at the one-yard line, and he just gets stuffed. So how, it'd really be funny. How, how, how fitting, how fitting would it be that supposedly, you know, Houston has it at the one-yard line to try to get Jimmy Butler, and somehow Sam Presti kind of sneaks in through the back and, and, and trades for him and takes him away? He works My God, that's Sam Presti music. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what that, that deal would look like, but that would be that would be pretty incredible. Um, but either way, we don't think I mean Jimmy's not gonna play in this game, right? So we'll get back to the back to the actual game. Um last year in the second the second preseason game for the T Wolves, um Taj Gibson had twenty four minutes, Wiggins had twenty two Cat had 24, Jimmy Buckets had 27, although I think that was integrating him into the new team, uh, and Jeff Teague had 24 minutes. So they're all mid to low uh, 20s as far as their overall minutes for their starters. And last year for the Thunder in our second game, Paul George had 27 minutes again, I think, integrating him into his Mello had 17. Those are gone. Uh, Adams had 20. Robertson and Westbrook had 23 and 10 respectively. And those are gone. And then T. Ferg had 24. Kriston had 21. That's a name I never thought I would actually say again. And Jeremy Grant had 20. <laughs> so I don't know where the minutes are all going to fall. I do think that some of the younger guys and some of the new additions, like Nerlens Noel, are going to get some more burn, just just to kind of get them used to uh, used to each other and, and used to some of the, the starters that they might play alongside. Yeah, I think the matchup that I'm most excited to see in that game, you know, be it 10 minutes, uh, is Stephen Adams, Carl Anthony Downs, because, you know, obviously they went out and they chose Carl's side over Jimmy's side. You know, Carl got the extension. He's the guy they're putting their future into. Um and obviously, he's he's give Stephen Adams fits before on the offensive end. So uh, that match is always fun to watch. I always look forward to watching it. He pretty much gives everyone fits except Houston, right? Because they forget how to use him against the Rockets. But yes. I, it, it's a big year for him. Uh, so again, you know, like we talked with Paul George being a more vocal leader on that team. This has to be Cat. That's the more vocal leader on that team because it's sure not going to be Wiggins. <laughs> and, and now it's not going to be Butler, right? So well, ain't got no heart. I'm kind of interested in seeing Wiggins' development through the season because you can't come out here and call somebody a bum and then call Stephen Jackson a bum and then not back it up. So you're out here calling cats bums who yeah. have like put in the work. And uh, just in case you don't know who Stephen Jackson is, he was the other guy suspended with Ron Artest. <laughs> Steven so, Jackson shot up a club. He shot up a club one time. Like he's he's about that life. He, yeah, he so, wants that smoke. Like if you want to call him a bum, you better put up some ridiculous numbers this season. Like like the thing the thing the thing with or Minnesota at least have a beer to throw. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The thing with Minnesota with me has always been that they hired Tibbs 
to bring a defensive mentality to his team. And Tibbs has tried his hardest to bring in guys that play defense with the hope that it would inspire his two young superstars to actually play defense, and those two guys just don't want to do it. Cat came into this league. You know, they said that he had defensive ability. He has not shown it at all. Uh, Wiggins was supposed to be the Scottie Pippen of our generation and nowhere to be found. So if those two guys are the guys that you're giving the big-time extensions to and they're not playing both sides of the ball, you know, that that team is going to be talent-strapped out and cash-strapped out for the next five five seasons. Yeah, and I saw uh, an article that mentioned that Wiggins – runs the least amount of distance like like one of the fewest amount of distances of any player for his minutes and cat yeah he just he doesn't move much and cat has a reputation as a defender despite his obvious physical talents Uh so you know like people are down on jimmy butler because he wants out but if you spin it a certain way he ends up being the guy who is is in the right in these feuds. Yeah, definitely. Well, if we take if we take personal off the court stuff yeah. out of it, right? If it's strictly a basketball business decision, yeah. Sure. I mean, if we just talk uh, about uh, what's been confirmed. Yeah, unless yeah. The, the rumors are true that you know they they took a cat's girlfriend or something like that, and then yeah, of course. Cat <laughs> still wasn't playing defense. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Speaking of players that don't play defense, going to the Atlanta Hawks game with Trey Young. Alex Roy is going to cover this one. Go ahead, Alex. So I, I think that we we took a lot of time with the Minnesota uh, preview, so I don't think we have to spend that much time with Atlanta. Atlanta was rebuilding last year. They're rebuilding this year. They're going to be even worse this year. Um you know, you got Trey Young. They they're they're gonna put the ball in Trey Young's hand and try to develop him to be this this next generation Stephen Curry type player. Um, you know, it's in Tulsa. It's it's in Tulsa. It's an afternoon matinee. It's gonna be a good game as far as the environment goes um, because you're gonna have people cheering for for Trey Young most of the game every time he touches the ball. And of course, you know, you're playing the Thunder, so they're gonna be cheering for that also. So. I mean, you're going to see a couple deep threes probably from Trey Young. You're going to see um, a couple deep three air balls from him also. Um, but that's going to be the kind of season that he's going to have. Uh, re- the really big thing that I want to see from this game is, number one, how does Jeremy Lin play if he does play at all? Uh, because if we remember, mm-hmm. Jeremy Lin suffered the same injury that Andre Robertson suffered a couple months before yeah. Robertson. So it kind of it, it may give us a kind of a, a glimpse into the future as to how Robertson may look, especially being that Lynn is a point guard. So he's going to be moving around. He's going to be running around with the ball. He's not a big man and just stays, you know, in the post and just stays there. So he's, he's got to move around as a point guard. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that looks. And then just look at the matchup between, I mean, it was mentioned Steven Adams and, and Kat. I want to see Steven Adams and John Collins. John Collins seems to be, uh, I like him as a, as a, a future type center, as a center kind of like, Steven Adams, just a big guy that is able to rebound, is able to carve up, carve out a little bit of space, and is able to rim run um, to get baskets that way. So it'll be interesting to see that matchup. Um, but as far as telling you anything 
strategic wise or anything. I don't think this game is going to involve a lot of strategy. We're talking about the third preseason game, so probably that game you may start to see some players sit, you know, a game out for for rest. Uh, so you may start to see some of the young guys play a little bit more in this game. Do the Hawks have anybody that really needs a rest on that roster? Vince Carter needs a big time. Oh rest. well, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, well he gets his rest during the regular season. Like Vince Carter would be one of those guys that actually plays all four all four preseason games. Watch, like he's 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 that he's that guy. He's that type of vet. So, but yeah, I, I don't have a lot for this game. This game's gonna be, you know, it's actually gonna be on NBA TV and it's gonna be on Fox Sports Oklahoma. Um, but just like any regular season matchup with Atlanta. You know, I don't think there's going to be a lot associated with it as far as narratives or fanfare. Yeah, I mean, for sure, man. I mean, the the big thing with the Hawks is outside of Trey Young, they've got a lot of athletes. So I think it could be a fun game because, you know, you mentioned Collins, you mentioned Carter, but Baysmore's an athlete, Torian Prince is an athlete, Edmund can get some dunks mm-hmm. going. So it'll be a fun game to watch either way. Um. But that transitions us into our next game, and our last game we'll be covering in the forecast, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are no stranger to freak athletes on their team. The big thing to look for here is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, man. I mean, the dude has improved every year. He's been in the league, and he he gets every team he plays fits just because, I mean, he's a great freak, man. Like, I mean, if he added a jump shot to his, you know, his repertoire, he'd arguably be – top one two play in the league yeah. um that being said uh the big thing that i'm looking for in this game is that oklahoma city has a solid referee on the baseline particularly in uh first <laughs> time moment um, <laughs> so that's the big thing also i i really want to see how bledsoe bounces back um you know he he, he came in the playoffs past season talked a lot of crap with Terry as you and you know, just got just got shown up. Like you know, Bledsoe used to be not an elite point guard by any means, but a respectable point guard. And Terry Rozier just sunned him that entire series. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he recovers from that. And uh, also, I'm interested to see um, Brooke Lopez integrated in that lineup because you know you talk about centers around the league that uh, get Steve Nabbs a little bit of a fit. Uh, Brooke Lopez is one of them, just because he's one of the only guys in the league that can match Stephen Adams' physicality. But that's uh, that, that's all I got for that game. I mean, it's gonna be a fun game because you know mm-hmm. they're all you know both teams are long, both teams are athletic, both teams are gonna be flying up and down the court. So it's gonna be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna be you know just to watch if he plays. I mean, that's the thing. Like preseason is preseason. Um, you know, we really don't know who's gonna play, who's not gonna play. But hopefully. You know, if Giannis plays, get to see maybe what he's worked on this summer, maybe see if he has uh, developed a shot, maybe see if he's, you know, his his uh, playmaking abilities have, have gone up, or, or just see just see how that team responds around him. You know, that's, that's one of the big things about having a, a superstar on your team is just to see how the organization puts players around him. You know, so they traded Jabari – I mean, uh, they let Jabari Parker go um, – you know, just kind of see how these new guys, DiVincenzo, how he plays with him, um, and just see how how those new guys develop with uh, with Giannis. All right, well, hey boys, that is the four preseason preseason games we have for our forecast. Get it? Four games forecast. That was on accident, one hundred percent. 
All right, mm-hmm. but our next segment, uh, I think we got some hot takes to cover, guys. So uh, cover me. All right, so obviously in this section, we're going to talk about a little bit of the hot takes we have going into the season. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get it started with our boy uh, Timothy, who I will have a role. All right, and uh, my hot take for him is I think as long as Dre is out of the starting lineup, TLC is in the starting lineup. Um, that being said, just because of his uh, body type, got about the same height as Dre um, and uh, from what I could tell he's a much better shooter than Dre um, so I think he would add you know some needles can't be worse uh, yeah can't, can't be worse <laughs> than Dre um, obviously the defense will take a little bit of a hit but I think he provides more than your Brian S. Ferguson uh, Diallo Nader you know those guys so that's my take on TLC Paul George this is simple. You know, if you've read my article, uh, Paul George is going to win MVP. And if you want to know why, go read my article. Ooh. Wink, wink. Spicy, right. spicy. And uh, <laughs> the last one here is uh, my boy, Pat Patterson, uh, out of the University of Kentucky. Um, obviously, he struggled to get rhythm last year. Uh, that affected his shooting and uh, his his uh, level of play. Uh, but this year, I... I fully predict he's going to be in the starting lineup, and I think he finishes the year shooting 40% from three. Nice. Yeah. That would hey, be that's great. pretty good. He could do that. That's not so bad. I, he hasn't done it very many times in his career, but you've seen his body transformation. That's something that he could definitely come into the season and do. And he's got Westbrook creating for him, so, and Schroeder, so, you know. Yeah, he'll get those mellow looks, the open looks that mellow wasn't knocking down. But it's interesting that you, that you think uh, TLC is gonna <laughs> the TLC is gonna get the most minutes because my one of my hot takes cover me boys is that actually Abdul Nader is gonna play more minutes in this preseason than TLC will. Oh, really? Yeah, the, everybody in the press conferences mentioned him. I, I think they're really high on him, and I I think it makes more sense that TLC is going to get those minutes, but just the things <laughs> I'm hearing from these press conferences, you know, sometimes the thunder surprises with things. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I could, definitely. I could definitely see that. Like I, I was going to mention this as one of my hot takes, but I'll just piggyback off of yours. And it's the fact that Nader can shoot threes, open threes, just like he's one of the best ones on a team that can shoot open threes. And one of the big things is going to be available with Schroeder with Westbrook, with PG, with Adams taking so much of the attention on the floor, it's going to be guys in the corners that are open. And so we've always been looking for that guy that can hit that three at a 38 to 40% clip. And if you've seen any of the videos from Nader's, Nader's time in Boston, that's all he does. That's all he does well. He doesn't do a lot more well, you know, a lot of anything else very well. Uh, but he, he does catch and shoot very well. So... You know, something that this team needs, and I do think that he'll play. I don't know if he'll play more than TLC, but I do think he'll play. That's why it's a hot take. Caliente. <laughs> All right. So my other one. So do you guys, how many dunks do you think Patrick Patterson had last season? Five. Fifteen. 
You gotta say it, Maddie. I got a two from Maddie. <laughs> Maddie can't speak yeah. all of a sudden. Sorry. So we're, I, we're not on I YouTube did, live yet. I I wouldn't have known this, and it's possible it's wrong, but per Basketball Reference, Patrick Patterson had zero dunks what? or dunk attempts last season. That's what mm. every day. That's what Basketball Reference said. Hey, so, ooh, man. Wow. So I'm, I'm my, hot, my, hot take, my hot take for the preseason is that Patrick Patterson will have a dunk in the preseason. Oh, <laughs> spicy. One dunk. One yeah, dunk. Watch right. out now. You didn't, know, you didn't know it was spicy until I told you he it was just, spicy. He just is. needs to cherry pick and just stay on, you know, at half court. And then once we get the rebound, just run over to the other end. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's been cramming on pools in 2K. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. 2K doesn't look too, 2K doesn't have a basketball reference, I guess. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> so. So is he gonna slam it home and say BBN afterwards? Is that is that what's oh, gonna happen? Absolutely, 100%. And then he will Speaking get Speaking of BBN, booed. though, Matt, you have a BBN in your hot take. Why don't you talk about him a little bit? Yeah, so uh, I got Nerlens Noel. Uh, so we talked about the starters. We talked about how. Some of the younger guys are going to, uh, or the newer guys to the team, rather, are going to get a few more minutes. Um, I think Nerlens Noel averages a double-double in the preseason. Ooh. Ooh. I can see that. That's good. Ooh, off the bench. I like it. You're going to have to get some minutes. I mean, I guess he's going to get all the minutes Steven Adams doesn't get. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, mate. The, the anonymous Kiwi uh, approves that message. <laughs> Inside joke. And what about so shredders? Yeah, so um, everybody's talking about everybody's talking about Dennis Schroeder, or I, I probably <laughs> I butchered it. I Americaned it up. Gouda. Um, Gouda. Yeah. Yeah. Gouda is gonna um, <laughs> he's gonna get tired of of having his head shaved. Everybody's talking about it. I think he's gonna start growing it out before the preseason is over. Oh, he already uh, said that. He said, yeah. he said that. He said that the gold patch is coming back. Well, that doesn't, mean, that, well that doesn't mean that it's growing out <laughs> to where it was, right? No, his goal is going to be getting it back to where it was. He said the, he said the patch is coming back, but that doesn't mean his hair is going to be as long as before. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Nah, it, he's, he's going to miss it. It's going to be like a limb. That he, he just <laughs> well, that's like, like a phantom limb. Did, did you guys, have you guys seen uh, Alfred Payton now? That he cut off his uh, his weekend hair, yeah. Oh, thank God. Oh my God, he looks like uh-huh. a completely different person. Oh, like I didn't God. even know who he was when thank I saw God. him at uh, at Pelicans. Uh, I literally, media day. I literally feel that like that hair was always pushing him forward, like he was one second away from falling down. Like face e- every every opponent that played Alfred Payton's team had a sixth defender on the floor with his hair. Like that that hair was covering his eyesight. He couldn't see. He couldn't make layups because of it. It would block his shot when he pulled when he pulled up for a jump shot too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think he's he's going to increase by at least three points this season just because of his hair. His neck. As somebody with neck problems, like I couldn't imagine <laughs> having <laughs> all of that, like just pushing my head forward <laughs> for all of eternity. So yeah, wise decision. All right, Anthony, why don't you hit some, with some hot takes, man? Hot takes. Preseason. <clears throat> preseason hot takes. Uh, 
The only thing that comes to mind is I think, and this is going to be like a preseason leading into bleeding into the regular season, is there's going to be a competition between Russell Westbrook and Paul George in regards to the laxed NBA shoe rule policy rules. Mm-hmm. And I think these cats are just going to be busting out colors like to try to top each other. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see them going into a little bit of a of a battle, of a shoe battle between the two. Um, you know, they have a lot of we, – we spoke with our friend over at Media Day, Travis Singleton, a.k.a. Sneaker Reporter, and he said that they have a ton of colorways coming out, colorways that don't really look like anything the Thunder wear. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they put on their feet and what is available for our consumption um, as far as sneaker wear and things of that nature. Uh, so my hot take – I don't really have any like any big time hot takes. I do think that we will see a twenty point game from somebody maybe we don't expect. Kyle Singler? <laughs> Just kidding. No. And I'm thinking that <laughs> twenty China. that twenty point game is going to come from from Nader. I do think that Abdul Nader Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I do think that as far as preseason wise, he's gonna see a lot of minutes. This team wants to see how he fits into everything. And so I do think that you are going to see a random, what-the-heck, 20-point game um, from him. And it'll be very interesting to see that because it's going to be one of those games where he shoots, like he makes five threes, a layup here or there, and by the time you look at it, he has 21 points. Um, and then everybody – so this kind of leads me on to a Twitter question that we got. Um, so this Twitter question, it comes from uh, – at – and Irvin 88, so Nick Irvin, and Irvin 88. And his question is, which player will you be most likely to overreact about during preseason? And so I, myself, I'm going to go ahead and choose Nader. What do you guys think? I mean, look, if Diallo has even anything noteworthy, I'm going to freak out. So <laughs> that that's my most likely to overreact react if he dunks on somebody i'm gonna be like ah starting shooting guard right there mvp right there (laughs) yeah i i I think i agree i think if 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 hami if diallo has any kind of like rise Uh in the preseason people are gonna be like oh my god this guy's ready now yeah what do you think dylan maddie so i am i'm still on the terrence ferguson bandwagon i mean cat's only 20 years old and people are already ready to ride him off as a bust. Um, So I'm, while I agree, uh, Hami will get me excited if he does anything, but I'm really a homer when it comes to Terrence Ferguson's potential. So I'm going to be on anything he does, I'm going to be freaking out. You heard it here first. As soon as Hamdu Diallo steps on the floor, Maddie gets excited. Because he's doing (laughs) I thought it was Terrence Ferguson. No, I yeah, well, Hami's the easy answer, obviously. Um, you know, everybody freaked out right. about him in the summer league. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's like say something different. <laughs> so, um, you know, everybody freaked out about him in the summer league. You know, obviously he's a freak athlete. He's gonna do some amazing stuff on the basketball court. Um, but I'm gonna go with Nervous Noel, um, just because you know the guy's gonna get. A lot of run mm-hmm. uh, because you know Stephen Adams isn't going to play you know his normal rotation obviously and those minutes are likely going to go to Nerlens and this is a guy who's been a starting center in the NBA this is a guy who can average ten points a game like you said average ten rebounds a game 
and, you know, go out there and get you like three blocks a game and even steal the ball a few times. So I think, um, and also he's an underrated passer. So, I mean, Nerwin's Noel skill set, I think, is going to shock a lot of Thunder fans and going to have a lot of people rely on it. Are there going to be people saying, oh, we should trade Steven Adams? Nerwin's Noel, you know, he's averaging 10 and 10 in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. Go get Kawhi. Go get Jimmy Butler. There we you go. Nerwin's. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, hey, that is it for our hot takes, and I believe that is it. No, wait. We have one more hot take from the Stephen Dolan. My hot take for this preseason and for the season in general is that this podcast that we're recording right now, Topic Thunder, is going to be an awesome podcast. And I I don't even know if if that's a hot take anybody can disagree with because I think we're going to knock this out of the park, guys. Ain't nothing but a thing. Confidence builder. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hype man extraordinaire. Hey, we're moving on up. We're finally getting a piece of that pie. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, I think it's time to uh, say goodbye. So on behalf of Alex and Anthony, Stephen and Maddie and myself, Dylan, thank you guys for listening to our first episode of Topic Thunder. Stay tuned for more. Y'all have a great night, and we'll catch you people later. Make sure you follow us on at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter and send us any Twitter questions you got. Send us any comments about this podcast and just have a conversation with us. Thunder up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.